0: up, everybody. Welcome to Bold Women Podcast. We are so excited you are here with us today. Come on in the room. Come on in the room. My name is Maria Weiler, and I am here with my dear, dear friend, Meryl Wilson. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the table, Meryl. What's up? Sorry, guys. I We have to get this out. Today, we are talking about the prayer of Jesus. <laughs> G- Say it right. Say it right. Jabez. (laughs) No, it's not right. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, my whole life, I have called it the prayer of Jabez.
1: Well, okay, but you just pronounced it a third way. (laughs) (laughs) Because I couldn't remember the right way.
0: I couldn't remember the right way. And I was like, well, I know it's not Jabez. No, it's it's Jabez. Jabez. I was, I was like, I, was, uh, I knew it wasn't Jabez because y'all like harped on me that that's how I pronounced it. And then I, <laughs> we're talking about the prayer of Jabez
1: today. No. Jabez. Jabez. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Lord help us There's on this think one. a ja big Rule. Well, that's <laughs> not who we're talking Doesn't about. Doesn't he
0: lick his lips all the time?
1: I don't know. Anyways. What? So
0: we're talking about the prayer of Jabez.
1: Jabez. Jabez. Yeah. Jabez. So um We were discussing beforehand. Um yeah. she was like, yeah, um, somebody was asking us what we were going to record and I was like, oh, we're gonna be we talking about the prayer of Jabez. And I was like, I just eyebrow went flying <laughs> and I just stared at her and she was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, well, how do you <laughs> say it? <'Cause laughs> I was like, "I like, it's Jabez. And I
0: was like, no, I've never, ever in my life heard it called that. Then
1: literally four people all said that it was Jabez. So we're not sure where Maria heard Jabez or Jabez. <laughs> that, that one's just <laughs> off the cuff, new. J- no, so it's <laughs> not Jabez.
0: Guys, okay, I'm going to be real honest. I'm probably going to pronounce it a couple different ways when we talk.
1: <sighs> yeah, and I'll cringe every time
0: not on purpose i just it's like breaking something that you've done for 30 years 37 years
1: just done something wrong for 37 years
0: like it's that's gonna be a hard habit to break
1: sure you know well we can pray for her guys please i i (laughs) welcome i welcome prayer (laughs) okay overview prayer of jabez Yes, Jabez. we are going to talk about the prayer of Jabez. In other words, um, we've titled this one called It's Okay to Ask. It's Okay to Ask. So
0: based out of 1 Chronicles 4.10, or do you want to read?
1: Go ahead. (laughs) Okay, there was the pause because we literally, before we started recording, I was like, okay, so am I going to go over the overview of this (laughs) while you bring us in? (laughs) And then she's like, okay, coming out of 1 Chronicles. Anyway, all right, <laughs> let's get to it, okay, so this is a very short and sweet uh piece of scripture, but it's incredibly important, <clears throat> which is why we're going to talk about it today. first chronicles four ten as Maria started us off uh, it says <clears throat> jabez, Jabez called upon the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, that your hand might be with me." and that you would keep me from harm so that it might not bring me pain. And God granted what he asked. Sheesh. So this is interesting because this is a very bold um, prayer. Bold prayer. um, Bold like our podcast. I feel like people don't like to talk about this much because you're sort of just like asking... He was, he was literally just asking, okay, so first of all, in, in some of my research of this, uh, Jabez, his name means pain and sorrow. And when I was reading into that, it said that, um, Jabez seems to have lived in dread that his name was prophetic for the way his life would turn out.
0: Cause I feel like in Bible times names often were, or yeah. like people would be,
1: would be named something and it would be an, you know, an example within their life. Right, so he cried out to God to bless him as a part of God's covenant with his people mm-hmm. at the time, um or it was you know a fervent cry for God to help him fulfill the call on his life, and Jabez's life need to be put needs to be put into context, like he lived in a time where God punished people for their rebellion, so it was yeah. like this was before Jesus came and died for all of our sins, and so man if you weren't if you weren't living your life right, who knows what could have happened a-, a whole myriad of things could happen
0: which makes me think and this is not off topic but just on that like that's some of what the story of job is so interesting because mm-hmm. that's why everybody thought like jobs yes. like what secrets really do you have wrong. like yeah what evil do you have in you because of like all the things that were happening to him and he like and he didn't like he had
1: none yeah so to break down this very short um scripture jabez prayed for four things he prayed that god would bless him he prayed that god would enlarge his territory that God's hand might be with him and that God would keep him from evil. And then um, another little quote that I pulled from the research that I was doing was like, says um, through the story of Jabez, God teaches us the importance of relationship with him. Mm. So question for you, Maria, now that we know that, right. When you were growing up, did you ever get the impression? And this is why I was saying a little bit earlier, like this is why this is kind of like a controversial it's controversial today to look at this scripture and it really makes you just kind of be like, why is this in here? Mm-hmm. Like, because most of the life of a Christian is all about humbling yourself and taken out of context. Of course, this looks like somebody who's just like, bless me, not yeah, like <laughs> somebody who's, wanna... not, who's just like, <clears throat> Hey, I want everything, I want it all, and I want the best of what you can give me. And then, like, I don't want to have any hardship. Yeah. So, Maria, when you were growing up, did you ever get the impression that God wasn't approachable? And how has that shaped your view of your relationship with him? Okay, this is kind of like, not to say a weird question, but
0: I feel like something that I have struggled with recently that I did not struggle with when I was a child. Okay. So um I felt like as a child, I had a great relationship with the Lord, loved Jesus, grew up in a Christian home. Honestly, like I was always taught that like God was your father. He loves you, He cares for you, um, He's tender towards you. Like that that's how I was raised. Um, and then I for some and I think it was one of those things like I don't think it was purposely taught because I don't like it doesn't line up with scripture, but for some reason, somewhere along the way, and I remember having discussions when I was in college about it, I don't know how I started to associate like if I'm struggling, therefore like something I'm not doing something right. So all of a sudden, like, if I'm having struggles and I'm not doing anything right, and then now I'm like, and I'm going to God, mm-hmm. like, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? And then I'm like not getting anything. So starting to feel like this anger yeah. towards me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I think that kind of started in college. I don't know why. I can't put my finger on it, but I can remember like a moment where I got in like a heated debate with someone in the computer lab. Yeah, because back when I was in college, we had computer labs. Yeah. Um, like not everybody had their own. Anyways, um, but I remember in there, like, we were debating about, like, struggling, like, sin tied to struggle, which still is. If you were just flamboyantly sinning, you have consequences to your actions, like, period. But um, Mm -hmm. this was just kind of more like when you hit hardships, it's almost one of those, like, well, what did you do? Um, So I think that kind of started it. And then underlying, so you know, years later get married and then go through my divorce. So now that for some reason, that core belief of, well, if you're struggling or something's happening, you did something wrong. Um, So I think I started to really wrestle with that. And then um, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have eaten that piece of chocolate right before. Um, That's my bad guys. It's not me staring at you. That is you staring at me. I'm trying to be really good about it. But I didn't. I'll never do it again. Um, but that side of so now I'm like post-divorce, and then this is a long story short. So I think I started that way, and then having gone through struggles, and then getting into the spot of like, I think we can kind of like over-self-reflect too, where we start to nitpick ourselves apart, and then like we don't do we we're we get so afraid to do anything um, like so afraid to move or try to do something. Cause it's like, I don't want to disappoint God. I don't want him to be mad at me because if he's mad at me, then I'm going to hurt. Then I'm going to go through struggle. Then I'm going to go through hardship. And so, um, the last probably like <clears throat> two and a half years or probably like two and a half years. I feel like I've kind of started to break out of that. And even so much more so this year, um, like beginning of January, 2023, um, really starting to come out of that. And like embarrassed to say almost how long, but there is, and I know I mentioned it in a couple episodes ago, but Um, Yeah, like a good period of time, like where I genuinely to hear like the loving voice of God, I probably did not for years because I was so in this realm of he is mad at me. He's upset with me. I can never do anything right um, because of just things that I was facing. And so, um, yeah, so I think I was brought up to know he was approachable and loving and kind, um, but kind of had to go on a little bit of a weird journey there to like re-hear and re-see that side and I'm still I will honestly say still to this day that is something that I um, am working on but I've grown a lot in that um, and I feel like now I'm more apt to if I feel like the voice isn't loving and kind I'm more apt to be like ah that's probably not God but um, it's taken a few years to kind of even get to that spot so that's kind of a like a long answer but um, yeah And as well as it's like, okay, scripture ultimately says like his, we can come boldly into his throne room to find grace and mercy because he knows, what is it? Hebrews 4, it's a 411, it's in Hebrews 4. But like, basically you can come into his throne room with boldness and to find mercy because he's loving and kind and he knows what it's like to be human. So like that point right there, like crushes all lies. But for some reason I struggled with that. What about you? I
1: think i would say just out of ignorance yeah uh because i don't know that i (laughs) here we go again i know i've said this a lot because this just tells you like how great of a christian i was when i started out but it was like Well, it just, all of it points to the obvious. I walked away from my relationship with God for a while. Like Mm -hmm. it all makes sense (laughs) because I don't think I grew up like quite grasping, like how important prayer was. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think I viewed my relationship with God as, um, as he was, unapproachable, I guess. Yeah. And so a lot of times I would just sort of haphazardly throw prayers out there just like, Hey, if you're listening, Hey, if you got time, like I would never, I don't think I would ever say that, but I know that that's like, that was the position of my heart when I was praying a lot of the times. Cause it was just like, what does he have to do with me? Like what, you know, who he's got an entire world that he is working on people that people that actually like need need help need assistance whatever yeah. or or just thinking
0: like i feel bad asking for this when someone else has something
1: that's so much times, worse that at times but then also just like i'm just not important enough to him so mm-hmm. it's kind of just i get that one you know and, and but that's tied to very much you know my struggle with like dealing with um not feeling valued or whatever. And like Mm -hmm. wherever, wherever that came from. Um, and just having like a low view of self. Um, but I think that that was like, um, I don't know. I think that maybe if I would have paid attention a little bit more, maybe (laughs) who knows, but like, I just, I I didn't Prayer has been something that I've really struggled with like my whole life. And so, um, I have always it's something I've always wondered about, like just like how effective it is. I mean, we're going to talk about prayer at some point, I'm mm-hmm. sure. And so this will get brought up again. But like, I mean, it's like, is he really listening? Does he even care? Do, I mean, am I just am I speaking to the ceiling? Like, is that mm-hmm. just, you know, am I praying right that he'll am answer I pray- my yeah. prayer? Am I am I doing this right? Exactly. Am I going to hear
0: you, sometimes that's where I'm like. <laughs> I know you like you, you say you answer me, but I'm going to hear you. Right. Am I going to be, I don't want to be so stuck in my ways. And
1: I think it was when I, at some point when I had first started going back to church again, I cannot recall if I had been divorced by this point or not. I think I was, but I remember hearing it was honestly for like the first time ever was that, um, that prayer is like a conversation with God, and you can literally approach Him just in conversation. Like it doesn't have to be a whole like big to do, yeah, or formal like religious act um, to have access. Like the reason why we are able to just have conversation with Him is because Jesus died for our sins, and the Holy Spirit is here, and so therefore we are. That has enabled us to have that kind of close, intimate relationship with Him. We can literally converse with him the way that you and I are conversing with one, one another right now. Yeah. Um, and I remember being like, Oh, that's literally how I've like, that's literally how I've approached prayer anytime that I have. But I know that a lot of times I just haven't. Yeah. Um, like I would just not pray. I would just be like, oh, Lord, help me out of this. Okay. Like, or whatever. Most of the time it was always, if I was struggling with something or if I was in a jam or something like that. Yeah but like what did Joyce Meyer say? I always love it
0: where she said sometimes the most powerful prayer is the word help, like a genuine cry out. Like when you don't know what to say,
1: it's just like help, like help. Yeah. That really struck me when I, when I heard that I was like, Oh, so wait, there doesn't need to be like a bunch of fanfare. Like I don't need to, you know, do like, yeah. And, and I don't know if part of that has to do with like some, some of like the Catholic influence in my life. Um, I know my parents were Catholic before, And they left the Catholic church like long before I was even born. But Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure some of that too is what you're brought up with. You know, like that's still embedded in Yeah, My mom has, you know, family members that are still Catholic and things like that. And um, so I know a lot about like their, about their customs and things that they do. Um, So I think that that has kind of just been something that's kind of... um, Mm made it seem like God is not approachable because it's like, Oh my gosh, do I have to go? I have to go. First of all, I have to go talk to somebody. Do I need to go c- confess every single day? Yeah. Like, do I need to do that even though I'm not a Catholic, but they're doing it and they seem to be doing things right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just kind of those like random thoughts that I would have. It's like, well, we don't have confessional at church cause I go to a Baptist church, but, um, I always used to think the confessionals, um, were
0: coffins on the side of yeah, they're kind of, I really did. I have my, most of my family's Catholic too. Pretty stuffy. But they, yeah. Um, yeah. Just very different, different ways of practice. Yeah. It's crazy.
1: But I remember thinking oh. that and then just like learning, gosh, it was like through that time, pretty much since I decided to take ownership of my relationship with Jesus as an adult, I think that that's something that's really important because like, as it's funny, cause it's like, you know, there's that scripture in the Bible that says like, when I was a child, I thought as a child and like, I was fed at like fed the word and things like that as a child. And it's like, no, it's so true. But I think that some people have a struggle with making that leap from if, if they've known who Christ was like throughout their childhood and then into adulthood, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people who probably struggle with that, you know, Oh, it's no longer my parents' have, faith. Yeah, it's, it's no longer my parents like it's feeding this to me. I yeah. now have to take responsibility for my relationship with Christ. And yeah. um that was part of it too, was just you know, just like hearing like, oh well, praying is just it's literally just a conversation. I was like, It is like <laughs> what? So I've been doing this okay this whole time. Like, mm. I mean it was just it was very weird for me to think about that because I was just like well, I mean, I've had a lot of crazy things happen in my life. So it's not surprising that God hasn't heard any of my prayers or that he was even listening because just things were just not going well. And well, so I, where is the script? That's kind of also what you were talking about though, too.
0: Yeah. Or just, it's just that I don't and I don't know why. It's not to even say like it was taught that way. Yeah. Like I don't I don't think it was, but I think I grew up in like a word of faith church and so very much um mm. So I think there there is a lot of times too It's like the like name it and claim it, which isn't bad like you do like you your life looks like what you speak like life and death is in the power of the tongue, but sometimes I think it can get taken so far to where like you refuse to actually like be honest about something or share your feelings or um you know like you can share your feelings and still stand on the word of God and it be completely completely fine. um yeah. so I think some of that came from this aspect of like okay, well, I'm not speaking bad in my life. So why, like, where is it there? Or, you know, like just somehow, I don't, I don't know. That's the weird thing. It's like, not that it was ever taught that way, but it was very much like you have authority over the enemy, which you do. Um, So if something's coming at you, it's like, let me take authority over this. And so, I don't know. I think just to the extremes, I mean, I think the extremes in anything, like God is a God of like balance. Um, And you can see like extremes is where people get like way off. I feel like just a general rule of thumb, um, but um, I was going to say something to what you were saying. I lost it. Mm. I don't know.
1: Anyways, well, we look at Jabez's prayer, and that is an extreme thing, though. Like he's asking for over, above, and beyond, mm-hmm. like anything that he could possibly do himself. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I don't know that this was taught but it seems like there was like um, an underlying message (laughs) throughout the big C church that like, you don't go and ask God for a mansion. You don't ask God for Mm -hmm. uh, to become a millionaire. You don't ask God for um, any of those things, but this prayer seems to almost contradict that underlying thing. Hear me out. No, I've got, I've got thoughts on this. Okay, good. Yeah. Cause I, cause I'm thinking about it like, if my heart behind it is because like, I want, I would love to be wealthy because I would love to be, um, you and I have talked about this so many times. I would love to be incredibly generous. I would love to be the kind of person that's like, I see somebody struggling and, um, they are, I have noticed a pattern of them doing really well with trying to handle their finances. They've made improvements and things like that. Um, I would love to just be like, I just paid off your car today or you know what I mean? Like have a really, have a really nice house, you know, somewhere in a nice location and then allow people who don't necessarily have the means to go on a lot of really nice vacations, let them use my vacation house for a weekend so they can drive there, get away with their family or, you know, something like that. That's like those. And and when I, when I kind of came across this, when I came across this prayer, I was like, okay, like it clicked in my head to be like, I can pray for those things. Mm -hmm. Like I can pray for God to bless me financially because, you know, as we talk about so many times, it's talked about, you know, throughout the Bible, because God, God cares about the position of your heart. He doesn't care about much else. (laughs) Seriously. Other than your heart towards him. And like, and if it's postured towards him and if something else, it could be anything else has the spot,
0: In your heart, that's Mm -hmm. over him. Mm -hmm. Not cool. I mean, it could be finances. It could be your job. It could be your kids. It could be your spouse. it Whatever's going to take that spot. Yeah, it's it's for him. So, what are your thoughts on that? What you were just saying? Oh, you said I have thoughts. Yeah, I had had thoughts before you went into your thoughts. Oh well, go ahead. Well, I was going to say too. It's I do think it's so much a matter of the position of the heart. And I remember um, this was this was growing up and I was getting ready to go on a missions trip. And I think this was when I was going to Tanzania, um, which was one of the coolest trips I would love to go back. But coolest trips I've ever been able to take. And just, yeah, uh, my mind is still blown sometimes when I think of like what, the, what I got to experience. But um, my pastor had told me, he's like, Maria, there are those called to go and there are those called to send. And they cannot function without each other. And I just thought that was a really cool example of... Like we need both. We need Mm -hmm. people who are willing to go, who, you know, like they're not going to be able to someone who's willing to go and, um, wherever they're called to go. Um, and sometimes that might not necessarily be the spot that's going to like roll in the dough, but like they're called to go do that. But just as important as that is, is someone who loves God, loves the kingdom of God, loves the local church, love, loves what God is doing in this earth who is incredibly brilliant business-wise and has that, that can help fund that. Like, we need both. Yeah. um, And they cannot function without each other. And so I think that's just, yeah, it's the heart position. And then it goes back to, like, the love of money is the root of all evil, not money itself. Mm-hmm. And another thing, um, is it my mom that would always say it? But um, if God can get it to me, he can get it through me. And, like, taking that position of... Yeah. If, if, if it can come to me and I have open hands with it, like that's like where he, I think where it starts to get like that damn put like put up is where it's like, if I stop being generous yeah, and yeah, the position of my heart, why do I want more? Is it because I want status? Yeah, that's pride. Like if I want people to see how great I am, cool. That's not really gonna, that's yeah. not gonna fly. But if I want, um, like you said, we've had com- so many conversations about like, I would love to be able to like pay someone's student loans off and just be like, no, it's okay. I got it. Or S- someone's having car trouble. It's okay. I'll buy you a new car. Like I would love yeah. to be able to do that. Oh my gosh. Like go to the lot, pick what one you want. Like that'd be a dream. Yeah. So I think that there We're is not this. not going to the
1: luxury dealership though.
0: <laughs> 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 what it was for me? <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, what? Please? You can take me to the luxury dealership. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but I think there is and there's spots throughout scripture, not just in Jabez. Say right? Yes, you did. Good job. Um, but there's lots of places throughout scripture where God talks about like enlarge your tent, like make room for it, um, make room for blessing, but it's always with other people in mind. It's never just to like gloat and boast with what you have, it's to make sure that people are taken care of. Mm. Um and i think too like i look at um even take solomon um like king solomon like the dude was there's no one that can t- like what's his name bill gates can't touch like king solomon's wealth he's not going to love to hear that you hear that bg sorry you're not a god dude sorry i will get off that soapbox but neither um solomon but do what neither was solomon but solomon asked for like god but he asked god for wisdom to like, to guide these people and God said, because you asked for the right thing, I'm also going to give these blessings to you. So I don't think it's an issue yeah. of giving blessings. I think it's like you said, the issue of the heart and what are you, what yeah. are you really wanting? Um, Cause if you, if the heart's right, when you have the blessings, they'll be handled right. Right. That's so good. those are my, so are some of my thoughts. The, uh, oh, I have one more little thought. Okay. Um, and it was uh, generosity is a habit that God likes to bless. I've heard that set or like, or generosity is an addiction that God supports or something along those lines. But basically mm, like, if you're yeah. going to be generous, you're always going to have enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's good.
1: Those are my, my two cents. Two cents on that. Okay. So, all right. So you were kind of touching on this a little bit earlier, but let's kind of dig into it a little bit more. Okay. Um. So why do you think that um, we only view God's blessings as like the good mm. that happens to us. And the question is written out, do you think he's in the bad or what we would view as bad? Mm-hmm. And I know that the answer to that is yes, but like let's unpack uh, it. Unpack that a little bit.
0: Um I think just as I was mentioning earlier, like brought up very much like word of faith church, and um I do believe that there's an enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Um, and like, I mean, scripture says that and says, but I have come to give life and life abundantly. And so like the, we have an enemy that is very real, that hates you like that doesn't want you to succeed. He would love nothing more than to destroy your life. And, um, so I think there's this element of, um, there are some things that are just like evil attacks on life. I think some things that are bad that happen to us are results of our own, our own decisions and that we, we can put it on the devil all day, but it's like, oh no, I made that decision. Yeah. Um, but then I also think God's so present and merciful and gracious to be in those. And then those are spots where we can use like authority. But I also think there are sometimes I remember, and I can't remember if we talked about this on a podcast or if this was just a conversation that you and I were having, but, um, it was our friend, Brett Anderson, who passed away when I, we would have just been right after college so we went to high school with
1: him and um, I don't know were you at his funeral I don't know if you were at his funeral no no I wasn't as close with him okay I just thought he was a cute basketball player he was cute I had a crush on him I told his yeah. mom that I was a little yeah <laughs> anyways
0: whatever that's worth.
1: anyways sorry for your loss I had a crush on him I too feel this deeply
0: I it like, was in high school, like we became friends in college. We went to the same college. I loved Brett. Um, but I'll never forget And I thought the pastor worded it perfectly at his funeral, and he said, if we knew the why, it still wouldn't take away the pain. Mm-hmm. He said, but what we can look at is the what and like what God is doing in this and how God is moving. So what people are coming to know, Jesus through this, that would have never heard the name of Jesus before. How is God bringing people together who haven't seen each other in years? Like some of it's set shifting the perspective of yes, this is miserable and God is in here and he's comforting and he's being all those things. And he's, he's there for the brokenhearted, but he's also moving and turning this terrible thing that, you know, that a life was taken, which very much feel like it was from like taken by the enemy because there's like no, like no cause or anything. And, um, but he's just like, look at what God's still doing despite all the bad. And I think that just always stuck with me. He's like, even if you knew the why it wouldn't take away the pain. Yeah. He's like, that's, he's like, it actually might make it worse. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I think there's, there's that element. And then, um, I think there's this piece of, yeah, like good things feel good. Bad things feel bad. But, um, I think of okay, example life example, I remember um my ex husband and I tried to get pregnant for like three years, three and a half years, and i could I could not get pregnant, like we timed it, I went to doctors for it, all those things um did the ovulation test, I mean like you named it or trying to get pregnant, and I never got pregnant and um at the time, I was like, what like, what is going on, like standing on the word of god like all these different things. And then like hindsight now I'm like, mm. yeah. my gosh, like you protected me when I thought something was wrong. And so I think there comes this element of we know so little.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, that's ultimately, do I trust the character of God that he is a good father and that he loves me Yeah. despite what I think, see and feel.
1: Yeah. I mean, I could give, examples of that are like not as like serious or whatever but i mean like a really common thing to think about is like dating and like it some of them you get to figure out why like mm-hmm. sometimes you get to learn something about somebody down the road and you're like Ooh, "Ooh, that would not have been great for me if i would have pursued that or if or where you're like you see if a, if a photo 10 like years later out. and you're like thank God exactly yeah or you see you know yeah you see (laughs) you see health decline and you're like oh gosh (laughs) (laughs) that person did not continue to take care of themselves okay that's good because I'm now in a place where I take care of myself and so um it's little things like that but also it's like you know when you think that you want something really really bad and that's where that was something that's like been a huge like test too is um You know, as you said, like, you know, trusting in this character and things like that. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I think that any perceived rejection as far as dating goes has been a blessing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like it at the time because it really stings. And you're just like, oh my gosh, I just don't. I remember just thinking so many times, like before I went on dating sabbatical, like just being like, I just want this to be over with. And it's kind of like mm-hmm. I was reminded, you know, those that was the same kind of thinking that you were thinking when you wound up with your husband, Meryl. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want this to be over. There always. was a ton of things. There was a ton of things that factored into that relationship. But like yeah. at different times, I know that one of them was like, I didn't want a freaking date. Like I wanted to be married. I had friends who were all finding good men that they wanted to be with and mm-hmm. um, some of my girlfriends were like dating and then they were getting pregnant and then getting married and then things were just like working out just fine for them and like, mm-hmm. I just didn't want to do it. Dating is really freaking hard. No one, no one likes it. Well, that was very dramatic of me to say. <laughs> I'm sitting here and am like. <laughs> You right though. I like, mean, dating sucks, but it can be really It can fun be really fun and time. great. I mean, I've met some interesting people that has, you know, been cause for good stories. Um, but I think of it like that. It's just like, you know, the all the times that a door has there's some it's I've never seen a door slam so fast in my face than when it comes to dating where <laughs> lord if you don't want this man in my life um please go ahead and slam that door and then it's like within two seconds like the door (laughs) bam (laughs) literally it's happened within like a day or two yeah and then i find out something about this person i'm like oh absolutely not yeah and then it's done and or he does something shady and i'm like okay well i guess it's cool thanks or i get ghosted you know like one of those things it would be one of those situations And in the moment it really sucked and it seemed like, okay, well that's not cool, but it's, yeah. I mean, I just learned out, learned something not too long ago about a guy that I was, I won't say I was completely bent out of shape, but I was mildly bent out of shape. (laughs) Like, but then like I learned something, something came across social media that I saw and I was like, why was it, why was I, okay. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't work. About that too much, yeah. <laughs> like um, uh, that one slid through the cracks. Come uh, on. on, Oh, my ear? Yeah. The um,
0: i do you ever catch yourself? And I know this is, well, so it's kind of similar too. But like in the date, having to date again. Like sometimes I catch myself getting mad. Like, not as much now, but like in about. mad that like, why do I have to do this again? Like, why do I have to face these emotions again? Why do I have to face try to figure this out again?
1: Yeah, that usually winds up. It used to make me really get mad at my ex. Yeah, that's at first. I will say at first
0: yeah, I would first get mad at sure. Matt or sorry. Yeah, like I would just be like. Yeah, like I shouldn't have to do this again. I feel like I shouldn't have to do this again. I shouldn't be in this spot again. Yeah. I think it's more so exciting now because I know like promises of God are, like, are coming. So but
1: my husband is going to be so cool. I, know, right? I can't wait. I cannot even wait.
0: I cannot <laughs> even wait to meet him.
1: My gosh, yeah, same, bro. Um, but yeah, I I recall thinking that. Yeah, I just it was just a thought I had of like,
0: I know at first like trying starting to try to date after. I just remember being like, it would make me angry. Just so of like, you did this to me.
1: Yeah, but like, I didn't want to be here. I didn't want to
0: be here. I didn't want to The streets do didn't this. call
1: for me. They called for my ex-husband, and yet here I am out on these streets. I wasn't made for the streets.
0: <laughs> I'm not built for the streets. I'm from small town
1: okay i'm built for for a traditional relationship where is that guy is there (laughs) i am from small town where you can wave to everybody on the streets that's what i am from yeah oh not built for the streets that are out there right now man they're rough crazy so yeah definitely have been mad Okay. i really been mad. <laughs> I don't know what else do we want no, to say about that? anything. No, I'm just going to go
0: to the next question.
1: <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Okay.
0: In what ways do you think our culture has watered down the blessings of God? Example like, oh, bless your heart. Like, how do you think we watered down
1: yeah, this this some was of an the blessings? This was an interesting question that I uh, posted on here. Um. I know that a lot of time, like, say that phrase, like, oh, bless your heart. Yeah. That's more of a sarcastic notion. It's yeah. almost an insult. It's almost an insult. Like, of a, um, please don't yeah. say that to me. You're like, are you, are you saying that me? Bless her heart. Come she's dumber than mud. <laughs> um, Yeah, it's something like that is is common, but it's it's in a sense. Okay, so where I was reading that from was it was essentially saying, like, in a sense, we are taking something... Um, cause what else, where does blessing come from? It comes from, it's the root is means to praise really. Mm. Um, I actually had to look that up in a song a while back. Um, I felt really stupid for doing this actually, because I right. felt like I should have known, but the song, um, promises from Maverick city music. Ugh. And then she's like, um, I'll still bless you and then she like goes through that little bit and it's so beautiful oh my gosh and naomi rain has the most incredible voice she ever. can She's, open her
0: mic like her mouth and it's like the presence of god just is like
1: i know i just I, ball every I, time yeah i wish that i was as talented as she was but anyway i i thought about that and i was like i i had to look it up because i was like wait a minute why are we blessing Mm-hmm. Why are we blessing God? We're not God. But then blessing, like saying that actually just means you're praising God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So for those of you who didn't know that you're welcome, I clarified it for you. She's so that got if you, you hear that in a song, that's what that means. Um, So when you think about that and then you just casually use it or you use it in a dismissive way yeah. or you use it as an insult, as an insult, then you're really like, you're essentially like cheapening like the ability of God and his holiness. I don't mean to get that deep on it, but no, at the same time, like, that's good. If you really take time to think about it and the way that you casually throw around things like that, like it says in the Bible that the power of life and death is in our tongue. And so if we are throwing around things like that in a sarcastic or insulting way or condescending, um, because it's clever then you're really just cheapening yeah like god's holiness because being blessed by god is like i mean there were people that feared prophets like elijah Mm -hmm. because he would just say something okay do we want to talk about the stuff that he has done he was like hey um let's just rain down fire on these people that are coming for me and guess what happened fire came down for fire came down and consumed them and they all died like 50 soldiers at a time or 500 at a time whatever i can't remember the name the number specifically it's not going to rain like and the rain stops but yeah i mean it's like to to think of yeah to think of it like that is you know makes makes one kind of think okay well maybe i need to be a more uh, more careful with what and how I say things. Um, But also take more seriously my prayer life. Mm -hmm. I think that that is, I I feel like that is something that did not get stressed enough. I know I said that earlier, but like I I really think that that was something I just did not take seriously enough when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, when I reflect on things like that, I'm like, man, I really need to, Cause God will do things <laughs> and he, he still is, he's still, as he's the so, same, he's the same in yeah, the old Testament that he is now that he is now. And he can still make crazy things happen yeah. in your life. And so when we cheapen his abilities in a sense, then, you know, I don't know. I I'm, i don't know where I was going with that thought exactly, but yeah, what I know is that that makes me just want to, be more careful with the way that I choose my words and just like the way that I pray, how yeah. I pray. Um, yeah, I mean, it also, it, but it, that should also embolden you. Cause it also makes me think like I can pray for huge things. Yeah. Because he can, he can and make he like, anything happen. And he wants, he like wants us to come to him for
0: those things. I think like,
1: and he wants us to come to him expectantly as well. Yeah. The, and, um,
0: like, um, I was talking with my friend, Joy, shout out to you, Joy, if you hear this, but she, it was great. Cause she, we were talking about, um, like being content, how can being content doesn't mean you aren't expectant and how, and I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. so good. Cause sometimes I think we think content is like, I'm okay if things never change and which like, yes, to a piece of that. But there's also the side of like, it says that in order to please God, we must have faith. And like faith is like there's this like accept or um expectancy that comes with it of like yeah. I'm good now, but I know the character and what my God can do. Yeah. And like I still trust that like he is who he says he is, despite what I feel. Cause and I I will be content, but like I can still be expectant and content can exist at the same time. Yeah. Um, I think where it says like where it says like how our culture has watered down blessings, I think our culture has gotten so um like our focus has shifted from what's actually important. And so we count blessings as things that come and go really easily as, yeah, that's true. Um, blessings is like, I have a huge house. I have a nice car. I have, um, fancy clothes, which cool. Those things are nice, but like what is actually important. And I think like, Oh, I have a healthy family and I have breath in my lungs or I, I can walk to the store if I need to, I'm not dependent upon somebody else. And I was watching an interview with Michael J Fox, um, which his health has drastically declined. Yeah. And, um, he said something about, he's like, it's hard to, he's like, it's pretty much impossible to keep somebody down with an attitude of gratitude. Yeah. And I mean, he worded it far better than what I just said that. Um, but he basically decided of like, there's always something to be thankful for. And I think, um, especially because our culture is so into comparison and what's next. And the next best thing is always at your fingertips that we've lost the ability to be grateful for what we currently have. Mm -hmm. And we're always looking for next instead of being, um, like grateful for what we do have. I think there's a piece of that to
1: it too. Yeah, that's good. But, um, let's see, there was another question. Oh, what do you think is the difference between God working in us and God working through us? Um
0: my first thought is like the recipient. Like go on. Okay. Um <laughs> God working in me is like shifts and change within myself, my character, my heart position how I think about things, my worldview, um, how like my desires that's in me and through me is him doing like using me to do that in someone else, to show him a piece of him in somebody else, yeah. um, to someone, else to someone else. Yeah. Not, yeah, I can't be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Through some, like if someone else sees that or I, it's me being a part of their story with him, but it's through me. Yeah. Um, doing that, that would be what I would say. Um, through is just being, this is going to sound super churchy, but like being a vessel. So like, cool. You can use me to be, or a tool, right? Like if my tool is to speak, if I see someone down the road. And I feel like this like strong like impression on my heart like hey this they need some encouragement and you go and you give them a compliment or you let them know they're really loved and you never see that person again. that's God working through you to meet what they could be crying out for that you have no idea of. So I think that's more so like the through side or like um yeah just being willing to do that versus the in me is him actually getting a hold of my heart and me surrendering my life and him changing how i think feel and act
1: yeah and i think that these it's possible if, well it's important to make the distinction that these aren't two separate things that can happen or that one is supposed to happen before the other right. thing they can be happening happening simultaneously because as god is working in us other people are going to be seeing changes in our character changes in our behavior and the way that we carry ourselves, yep. the way that we interact with other people. And that in and of itself is God working through us because he is showing other people like real change that is happening mm-hmm. in real time through us. I was just, just going to say too, people to see him visibly working on other people, right?
0: The through us part. Oftentimes I feel like we don't know is happening. Yes.
1: We often do not. We often
0: do not. I, very, very rarely do we know that he actually did. Yeah. Um, I have to say that's the rarity I would say most of the time. And especially cause it's like, then we and our human nature get cocky and proud with it. Um, of like, Oh, I did that. Or I blessed that person. I helped that person through that. Um, like that's just human nature that will take over so fast. So I think the through us is oftentimes when we have absolutely zero idea and we are just being ourselves and God does what only he can do through it with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. All right. Last question. Okay, Why do you think it's difficult for people to ask God to bless their lives and further bless their lives in abundance? And what would you say to someone who? does think that this is difficult couple of things my uh, first thought right. is you the, have the floor thanks I was, I
0: was trying to think of something smart like the table because we're sitting on a table uh, but and it's, whatever um mm-hmm. my first thought is the um that like that would be a very hard thing to like approach with someone who has the belief of like poverty like poverty is holiness so that's going to be very hard, um, like something hard to teach for somebody who has that deep-rooted belief and faith that um, like to be poor is to be holy. Um, so that's my first thought on that. The second thought is um, I think there's also this element of deep, um, deep lack of knowing how loved we are by God and not believing that he would actually do it for, for me. I I can believe that he, this was something that I struggled with, um, a few weeks ago. This was in a prayer actually, where I was like, God, I believe you can do these things and you will do these things for other people. But for some reason, I don't believe you'll actually do it for me. And I don't know where, like, it was just like one of those honest, ugly moments. And I don't know where it came from, but it's that like, um, I think sometimes like we look, and like hindsight. I just feel like the past few years of life, I'm just like, where are all these things coming oh, from girl? Yeah. Um, like, sheesh. I didn't know that all this was in there. Um, also probably why, you know, the seasons lasted like it has, um, <laughs> <laughs> fancy that, um, lots to learn, lots to learn, lots to learn. But, um, yeah. So I think there's this element too, where, especially as believers, it's hard to believe that God will bless us because we know our own past. We would think to ourselves, like, why would God bless me? I've done X, Y, Z where like, why wouldn't he do that for somebody who hasn't done any of these things? Um, But really his like his grace and mercy is far outside of anything we could ever do. You can't earn you can't earn doing everything right to get all your, like all your dreams and wishes and desires. That's just because he's a good father and he loves you despite what you do. Now he wants you to live a sanctified life or what that means for those of you who haven't, who aren't familiar with that word is like when you give your life to Christ, there's this process it's called sanctification. It's a really huge word that basically is like, okay, God, I don't want to live life on my own anymore. I can't do this. This is empty. This is hollow. Um, I want you to come into my life and save me. And he then begins a process to make us look more like him.
1: And guess what? You're not fully sanctified until you um, get Christ returns and yeah. you get to heaven. So it is a lifelong journey. It's a and, lifelong um, journey. You will never, never get there, but it's good. will get there until he says. Until
0: he says, but that's, that's that process. Like, um, cause sometimes I think people also it's like, okay, cool. I said the sinner's prayer, I'm safe. And it's like, no, God wants to like, change your life um that's a whole nother topic but yeah that's just that process of like he wants to like change the way we think and believe about things but it's always going to be so like even in the hard process of letting him do that the end result we will never regret yeah kind of thing so i think that there is a piece of like sometimes it's hard for people to believe for because they don't genuinely believe that they deserve it or that god would do it for them
1: Yeah. And I think also that there could be an element of, you know, people who, okay, this could be, maybe I won't say this right, but maybe it'll come out. Okay. But people who, because humility is really important and that's discussed throughout the Bible is like, you know, being a humble person. Yeah. But like maybe people think of themselves as humble to a point of pride. And so therefore mm-hmm. don't ask for abundance or for God to expand things because they're too focused on being humble mm-hmm. for whatever reason. But like did we did I, a whole, we did a whole series on like living an abundant life. And like you had mentioned earlier, like somebody who believes that being like living in poverty or whatever, that's just like financial, but like mm-hmm. there's so many, there's so many elements or so many areas in life in which you can ask God to like abundantly provide for you. Mm-hmm. And it's more than okay. And you don't necessarily have to ask for Like if you think that um, being poor is the way to go, then that's fine. If you feel mm-hmm. like that is your call, like God's call in mm-hmm. your life, Great. Um, But that doesn't mean that you can't ask for God to provide you with an abundance of joy in your life, Mm -hmm. provide you with an abundance of um, gosh, any of the fruits of spirit, any of them that are there. Self-control, generosity, kindness, patience. Patience one gets me sometimes, you know, I mean, so it's, I feel like sometimes people, immediately go to like financial when they think yeah. of, when they think of like the prayer of Jabez. And I think that that is kind of a short sighted view of. Well, that's a great, point. this prayer. And so
0: there, um, when you are talking about pride, um, I heard this said once, I don't remember from who, but it was like, pride isn't thinking too highly of yourself. It's thinking of yourself too often. Yeah. So that can be lowly of thought that can be like, Oh, woe is me too much. And it's just yeah. this like, it's this pride is such, I think the root of pride is like it just complete inner focus all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that's worth.
1: Well, that's there. really good. So well,
0: good convo, good convo. Yeah. So I think just big picture, I don't know. I've just been really challenged even in this of reminded it's okay to ask for blessings. I don't know. Just even in talking and sitting here that like, it's okay to believe I'm God for to big have things. A
1: conversation tonight, Lord. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all the things all right well all thanks right, for guys. hanging thanks, in there with guys. us guys uh, be sure to check out our website at www.boldco.studio where you can learn more about us or stream episodes if you don't have a preferred platform you use already email us with your thoughts questions or comments or t- send over some topic suggestions at info be sure to like subscribe rate leave a review where possible on whatever streaming platform you listen to us on Finally, give us a follow on the socials. We're on Twitter at Bold Women Co. We're on Instagram at boldwomen.podcast, Women Podcast, and we have a YouTube channel. Woo! The bold—it's called Just Bold Women podcasts So visit us. Visit us. Be social with us. Social That's what social media, media is for. We would like to hear from you. Yeah, and I really want to hear some topic suggestions. I want to know. What yeah, you we want, want to know what about. you guys want us to talk about
0: because we. Like we have ideas,
1: but like we want to know
0: what you want to yeah, talk about. Some
1: of you say that it feels like we're just in the room chatting together. So why don't you throw some suggestions so we can come make talk that with even us more? So yes, Love okay. It. Anyway, well that is all. Have a good day. Have a good day, y'all. See you. Love you. Bye.